This is where the magic happens. I'm Angela. And I'm Ryan. World-renowned juror. Oh, yes. Um, I've got some tips for people, by the way. About, Uh-oh. Um, how people to's? who listen to this. Some how-tos. So how um, to adult. How I don't to, really, I'm well, over saying adulting now. Specifically, something I, I'm not supposed to talk about the case, but this isn't the case. It's what something that hearing? I was experiencing. Do you hear this? Oh, never mind. It's your neighbors. Oh, it's people outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, whoa, <laughs> shit, we're, like, we're getting I'm something. Audience. We're, we're getting something right now. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna t- I'm gonna give some uh tips for um oh, save those till a, the end. People on will hang on every word till they can get to these sweet, sweet juror tips. <laughs> <laughs> That's not exciting. <laughs> it's, it's specifically it's about being an empath on a jury. Oh uh, Ryan, also, you're like the biggest weirdo I know outside of knowing myself, and I cannot believe you got picked for jury duty. I you failed. You failed. You should have gone in there, crystals falling out of your pockets. Well, you should have gone in there, saging everybody. I, I was having a bone to pick with some of my fellow jurors today. Oh, like in I a like fun that. way. In a fun way. Oh, um, I knew I was in trouble mm-hmm. during the jury selection part. And first of all, once I got the summons, um, I had to reschedule because I was out of town last month. Um, and so anyway, I knew from the moment I walked in the courthouse. I sensed that I was already selected. Oh man, I hate that. Um, I think probably everybody's worried about That's that. That's why but I like need I, going into the moth. I, but I knew that I won. Uh, oh, I so did. I walked. Well, I was like, I'm winning, <laughs> and I'd never even been to a moth before. Anyway, go on. You're, yours is like the anti. I didn't know you won the moth. Yeah, um, thanks for not following my legacy. Well, congratulations <laughs> on the moth victory. You've obviously never cool. visited AngelaLevel.com. Where? Oh, I have. Well, then you did know, Ryan. Yeah, I did know. I forgot. Or maybe you showed up there with an inability oh, so to read that day. They ask you during the selection period, the judge will ask people. It, I'm sure everybody already knows this, but they'll say, you fill out the basic information about yourself. So mm-hmm. he comes to me and he says, oh, so you're a stand-up comedian. Um, and everybody's in there. Right? Uh-huh. Like there's like 55 of us or whatever. And I go, oh, yeah. He goes, so you make a living doing that? Uh, and I said, uh, so far. And like everybody laughs. And then... He's like, okay. And so then I saw the defense attorney mm. turn to their client uh, during all of this. Uh-huh. And he goes, he's a stand-up comic? And his client was like, he's a stand-up comic? And they're like, they got a kick out of it. And I was like, oh, this is, this is trouble. Like, oh, fuck. They're like excited that I'm in there. Oh, no. They had no idea who I was, obviously. Um, but just the idea of, of that. I guess w- yeah. I was like, because I didn't see them because, you know, you're watching the attorneys yeah. during this part because you want to see like what they're reacting to. You're trying to get a read. I'm reading them. Would right? it, was, why would they want to stand up comic though? Was, like, I have the, no the, idea. I guess you can't talk about what we'll talk about because I am very fascinated. I can talk I've about it after the trial's over. So once I, once I get back from the holidays. Wink, wink, slash when we're not recording, wink, wink, right? <laughs> no, I can talk about it on the podcast <laughs> oh, after the trial oh, is done. Okay. But I mean, to me. Um, oh, oh, you mean not oh, no, murder, it, right? Because that'd be, be fun. Oh, I can't even discuss that. <gasps> but afterwards, maybe, right? <laughs> I can't. Wait, I can't wait, break wait. my civic duty, Angela. <laughs> oh, right, um, right. Uh, so, uh, and then I was answering honestly mm-hmm. all the questions about certain behaviors that you may have partaken in, mm-hmm. and I'm like the only Part-tuck. motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know what I actually have no idea. Go uh, on. <laughs> I'm the only dude. I'm the only person in there raising their hand, being honest about how they've done all these things. And 
And what I'm, were the things? I can't even really talk about that. Sex with horses. What I were the things? I, well, it gives away details. Oh, of, of oh. And so, and I'm like looking around like I'm the only person in Honest this whole room person, yeah. who's like fessing up to this stuff because I'm thinking the prosecution will be like, we don't need this guy, right? Oh, like, no. Oh, this, guy's, this guy's done stuff. They were like, right? he's paying attention. That's great. You know, obviously nothing. Juror like, material. Obviously nothing like really ba- that bad. But mm-hmm. I'm the only person and I have a dad who's a judge. So I'm thinking that connection. You uh, should have gotten tips from your dad before you went um, in there. I always I, forget my dad wouldn't give me tips. He'd be like, well, you know, it's, you know, it's your an duty. honor to be selected ah! as, a, as a juror. I do want to do it sometime, but only and for it is, murder. It, I'll tell you what, it's really fascinating um, and extremely boring. I oh, mean, I'm sure everybody's almost falling asleep in the jury. I don't know. The they would. I feel like they wouldn't keep me because I would fall asleep. Because I like to astral project, you know. Yeah. Slash so sleep. it's <laughs> um, some guy got out first day. <sighs> first day he got out because Lucky after we broke bastard. for lunch and came back, he had he a family, ran away. He had oh. a family emergency of some kind. That was smart of him. And they let him go. So then one of the alternates had to slide in. You should have had a family emergency. They're really easy. All you gotta do is call your mom and be like, "Hey, I repressed this thing, and now I want to fight about it." And then you can leave. <laughs> well, they might need some kind of. Get your mom. Be, everybody's on the trying phone. to get. Everybody's trying to get out of jury duty. You know what I mean? So I, everybody. You know what? Knows. I they do. Know that. I do want the challenge of getting out of jury duty someday. Well, I'll tell you what. It's an. It's a fascinating experience to have to be on a jury. Oh my god! I could go in there and I could be like, "Look, I'm clairvoyant. I'm probably going to know the answer, and then I'm going to stick to my guns no matter what you present." And they'll be like, "Get this crazy bitch out!" Well, here. the goal is eventually, you know you would become so famous that you would be disruptive to the courtroom so you couldn't even be on the jury. Oh, thanks, Ryan. So I'll never get jury duty because next year is my master manifestation yeah, year. Yeah, so you won't, you won't get jury We're all it. getting rich. And then someone told me, a friend of mine told me yesterday, he said, well, you know, if you just never respond, they can't prove that you ever received your summons in the mail. They can't what? prove it. And I was just like, Are we got to Google me? that. We we all, everyone needs but to Google that. But you can get that. fined like a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's what I thought right. too. Anyway, the point is I'm 43 years old and this is the first time I ever even went in for jury. So that's duty. a success story. So that's success. I remembered a really great story that I recently told, I believe Brandy and Tamara, um, about one of my favorite grifts that I ever ran. Um, I was living in New York. Maybe obviously. I'll be on your jury someday. Ah! <laughs> Talking about running grifts. <laughs> I'll be like winking at you the whole yeah. time. I don't think you'll last long on Partying my Partying all night long. <laughs> You're I on did, the outskirts. I did have a really a fun case. weekend. You um, are on the outskirts of catching a case right now. <laughs> I mean, oh, to dream. <laughs> so I was in New York and it was uh, right after 9-11. And this was my Britney Spears look. I had long blonde hair that I like to keep kind of crazy looking. You know, a lot of midriff, uh, belly button ring. Not proud, but it was a time. And I mean, um, we all had belly button rings. Right, we all did. We all did. I kind of think about getting it again, but like with um um like obsidian or something. I had a belly so button. It's chain. Always in my belly button. I had a chain. Are you fucking kidding? You're yes, kidding. I am. God, I'm that'd be sorry. so gross. I mean <laughs> I don't know, I'm like, would it be gross? Oh my god. Se- segue real quick. So I'm on hinge. One of the guys from what's it called? Thunder Down Under, one of the dancers, Thunder Down Under is trying to get me to go out with him. And he is the worst, most culturally culturally inappropriate tattoos and like a crazy hot body. And I am just disgusted. 
What does this mean culturally inappropriate tattoos? Like when you're not Asian and you do not speak a language, but you have their tattoos. I don't know why that happens ever. And I'm sorry if anybody's doing that. You probably did it when you were young and now you're like, wow, that was stupid. I hope you can afford laser therapy someday to remove them if you feel yeah, stupid and about Yeah, you them. never know. And maybe has they're like on, a, the, on your lower back. You never see them anyway. Yeah. Who cares? Maybe their best friend. That's their best friend. Who Luis. knows? Maybe Who you knows? were in the country. That's appropriate. I'm cool with that. Um, except my friend was in Italy and she got uh, a misspelled Italian word. Grazie. How did they not spell their own word correctly? They did they it on purpose. Did, yep, they did it on purpose. They were like this white girl. This so, dumb white girl. Wait, Italians are white. But mm, not really. This white girl from not our part of the world. Uh, this dumb white girl mm. from not our... You're They're telling like me, olive and better than us. I they think just if don't have Italian, the same gluten and sugar problems you pretty we have. Much so their skin is glowing. Check. So like, it's not like okay. white. It's like Before glow. I offend anybody out there who's Italian, it's like, I'm not white Ooh. motherfucker. <laughs> if you were given four boxes to check on oh, I, like, ho- I was hoping you were going to say four boxes of peanut butter Captain Crunch. But well, okay, shit, four boxes to check, friend. fine. <laughs> four boxes to check on like a census. Uh-huh. White, Hispanic, black, or Asian. Mm-hmm. And you're Italian. And you're Italian. What do you check? Um, well, they might check. I don't know. And, and I know there's a lot more. I know there's a lot more ethnicities than those four. I'm just saying for a thought experiment. I really like to stretch. When I lived in Utah, I identified as Jewish for a long time because I could not stand the fucking white people there so much that I identified as Jewish. I actually told people I was Jewish. I'm only a 16th Jewish. And I dated and lived with so many Jews. I celebrated plenty of Hanukkah. I went to plenty of bat and bar mitzvahs. So you are Jewish. I'm Jewish. I, I own that. But like in Utah, here I'm just white. You know, here in L.A., it's like, yeah, white, whatever. But in Utah, you want to cling to something that is not white. Trust me. I guess I've never considered like the race of an Italian person. No, I guess not either. But man. I mean, I guess man. I don't I don't typically consider that. I'll tell you generally what. when I'm thinking about people. But um, I'm trying to that stop. Is interesting. I will give you that Italians are probably um, I don't. I know Italians. They're a little bit A lot of them probably identify as oh, non-strictly like Ryan, European, Anglo-Saxon, I Caucasian. I had a relationship sure. with the ultimate Italian man. Like Wait, let me guess his Rome. name. Do it. Go. Um, Four letters. Eddie. No. God damn it, Ryan. Well, his name was letters. Luca, which means devil, Ooh. which also means bringer of light. And he was a Gemini with a Leo moon. Can you imagine anything better for me? I mean, honestly. And I wouldn't have sex with him. I would only masturbate with him because... Um, you know, because you had a you have to earn ring? this. No, oh, he was he, gorgeous. He was gorgeous, but we were like together when you say for earn years. this. What do you wait years? Years yeah. doesn't earn. Not like not like a couple. Like we would date other people and then get together and like make out and hold each other all night. It was weird. It was really weird. I did. I don't like to tell this story because someday wait, you did. I got a future dock, husband you coming. Dry mm, no, Is that no, what you're going to? No, say? we docked. We docked one time. <laughs> and. I'm, all right, let's just tell it. Luca's dick was so crooked that it was awful, and I made him stop, and then he'd always bring it up because I, I, like, later I forgot one time. I was like, do we ever have sex? And he goes, yes, and you hated it, but he said it with a beautiful Italian accent. He's like, because you said my dick is crooked. I was like, I didn't say your dick is crooked. Your dick is crooked. Uh, what's that called? It's called... um. It was still a lovely penis, but not for vagina. I'm acting like not I don't know what vagina. it's called, even though my dick is literally a 90 degree angle. <laughs> <laughs> to literally. The left, to the left. Well, I, I can only have sex from like the side of a person. Luca was not white. He was like olive and he had bright blue eyes and he had that. All, all of you who love to look at men will know what I'm talking about. Those men who have like the black eyelashes that go all the way around their eyes. 
The first crush I ever had on a boy, not a girl, Jason Mitchell, had those black eyelashes all around his crystal blue eyes. So Luca was like just frames. like a follow-up. Yeah, like frames. And he was so tall. He was like six foot two. I got him a job. I was working at a swing club, different grift. And he was, I got him the, the Barker job. And then we'd go in the men's room and like do horrible things to Doc. each other in the stall. Yeah, not fuck because his dick. But still, amazing things. He was magic and very devilish, very much on a dark side and on a dark path. And he was an actor, of course. Um, he was in Gangs of New York. You can look him up on there, maybe. I well, don't now know. Now you I've just told seen. everybody in the world that this guy. Good luck finding his last name. I mean, I'll tell you, I, he won't care. He's gorgeous. I haven't seen him forever. But also, I loved him in a different way. And then it was like, well, you're hot, so we should obviously be having some kind of sexual activity. I don't know. Oh, I was telling you this because he was not white, but he was also like not of this world. He was seriously like like a subhuman, but like a, the hot kind with um, weird passwords into underground parties just a really great time and that was my 20s my wild i'm gonna do whatever obviously not uh, whatever because i only had sex with him for a few minutes one time but the grift i wanted to tell you about was in new york this was before i met luca i don't think he would have gone for me as a blonde but who knows i mean we have like a weird love that maybe our bodies don't even apply to um i was applying for a job at the pioneer theater which i did work in and then oh god i had the best grift there too so um I was applying for a job there to run the movie theater. And as I was getting that job, this super weird wannabe comic who was basically a rich kid from Long Island uh, asked me if I would want to work for an obscene amount of money a certain night of the week handing out flyers to his super crappy comedy show. This guy would hire real comics, pack them all around him, and then perform in the middle so that it looked like he was a real comic too. And I would hand out the flyers for X amount of dollars. And then I would cocktail waitress inside of the club. Well, I mean, you can't tame me. Try to put a brow on this. I went and drank with my friends. I didn't hand out those flyers. That's awful. I took his money and I didn't do the thing. It's yeah, kind you, of awful. Yeah, you just, you, you stole from him. I did. I stole from him. But at the same time, he stole from his parents. He shouldn't be using his fucking parents money for this either and you're so, certain that that's where his money came oh from. yeah yeah you're yeah. certain he oh, told you no no he told us he told us he drove a car into the city nobody does that except fucking trust funders and ridiculous and this was also back before the trust funders that ended up there like now new york is dead because of it i'm not super proud because i didn't do what i said i would do and i hate that but i was also in my early 20s and 9 11 just happened and nothing mattered anymore so i would run amok then I would go cocktail waitress and die of embarrassment every moment this guy was on stage. He was so bad. He did like really awful. Well, here you go. Here's how I'm going to get everybody back on my side. Really awful pedophile jokes. Not the kind that make anybody laugh. Not even pedophiles would laugh at it. It was so painful. But one night, and this reminded me of when you told them that you're a stand-up comic. One night, one of the guys, he would hire people from SNL, I, like tons of real people in there. And he'd give them a lot of money because, and it was at the Pioneer Theater, oh, Two Boots in Alphabet City, no, Lower East Side, Two Boots Theater, little downstairs club, super cute. Um, I can't remember who this guy was. He was one of the cute, young, hot black dudes on SNL for a minute. He wasn't on very long. But he's on stage. He asks one of the kids in the audience, what do you do for a living? And the kid's at NYU, and he's like, um, um, I'm a student. And he goes, yeah, man, but what are you a student of? What are you going to school to be? And he goes, I'm a writer. Or, or he goes, I'm going to school to be a writer. He goes, N next time somebody asks you, that, asks you that question, say, I'm a writer. Because if you identify as a student, you're never going to be a writer. And it was just, just a, like a really nice little lesson that I've carried with me. 
And it is sort of a fake it till you make it lesson too. You know what I mean? Like, even if you didn't make a living, even if you didn't have a magnificent comedic reel, Ryan, which you do have. I mean, you're a very successful comic, really. But even if you didn't have that, you should always be answering this. And I'm saying this for everybody out there listening, being like, I want to do this. And I'm only doing it part time or whatever. You know what I mean? I agree with the sentiment. And I also would take it a step further. And I would I would tell people that I don't even say fake it till you make it because then there's an implicit that you're faking, faking it. it. Yes, I so agree. That's it, what Mormons say. I got that from the Mormons. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard fake it till you make it. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they say that all, all the time in showbiz. And then it's like you have to pre- you have to like take on imposter syndrome now. Why can't you just go in and be like, I can't wait to show you what I got. And you can still be scared about showing people what you got because it's scary. Because you just want people to love you. Yeah, we all just want to be loved. We all just want to be loved. <laughs> love me. Oh, there's someone. Okay. I was like, what are you seeing? <laughs> um, they're always so goddamn quiet. <laughs> Sometimes I'll feel a breeze and I'll be like, oh, I know. Did you feel that? that? We've recorded where you're like, something just moved behind me. And I'm like, it's your roommate. <laughs> We're talking about roommate. Like, I felt like a breeze multiple times and I'm just, I get creeped out. I'm Because like, I don't see anybody and they're gone so quickly. Um, so. So that was the grift you want to tell me about. Yeah. And, uh, the other grift was Pioneer. Can I tell you this? This grift was amazing. You guys will be like, how did you ever leave New York? So this is all about, this episode is going to be all about No, no, no. But I got so many grifts. It would take, so, be you about- know what? We could do a grift an episode, honestly. But no, we won't do that. Um. So wait, what was I about to tell you? Something. Oh, my other grift. Okay. So Pioneer Theater. Um. My manager was Hillary. And... The projectionist and I would work and we'd be the only ones running the theater and it was always fun and I made popcorn and I bought, I sold tickets and it was just a little intimate, super fun space. Um, Sometimes I will smell the soap in other places, the hand soap that they had there and it takes me back to the Pioneer and it reminds me of how much fun that period of my life was even though 9-11 had just happened and I was not really able to eat. I was a real mess. I was just fucking my brain I just see you like time. sneaking into bathrooms like not to do drugs but to smell, smell soap. soap yeah that's how I that's that's well that's how I am now for the most part but so um I I discovered because the projectionist said to me the one night he's like hey would you call this theater and pretend to be Hillary and tell them that you need two tickets for an employee and I was like what are you talking about and he goes well we get to see free movies at basically every movie house in Manhattan and Brooklyn and Queens I mean pretty much all of like the 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 five boroughs and uh, but I was gonna go to Staten Island or like Jersey to see a movie let's be real so um I w- and I was like I can't do that that's so scary what if they know I'm not Hillary and he's like they don't care so I called one time pretended to be Hillary they put him on a list they didn't know who he was they didn't know who I was then for years I have it somewhere it's a cheat sheet I kept all the movie theaters phone numbers on it and when one of them would stop doing this, it was just an exchange. So all employees at all these movie theaters, they could call each other and they had a special list. I'd, I'd seen it many times. I would call. I would put my friends on the list. All, all of my friends were seeing free movies like forever. I would take people. Sometimes you could take up to four people. It was amazing. And the only times you couldn't go were Friday and Saturday nights. But I'm pretty sure you could go during the day. Only rookies go to movies on Friday. Yeah, thank you. Anyway. Thanks. That's but a rookie move. I ran this grift until, oh my God, how long? I ran this grift for nine years. Wow, that's a good grift. Yeah, it was really good. The best grift I ever ran. Tell us. I, years ago. Now this is some magic talk. Years ago, I worked in a office in Glendale, California for a small company. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably six of us in the office. One, me, Andy, and then one 
two, three, no, four, I'm five. There was like six. There was like oh, I'm picturing Glen Gary Glen Ross. It was like a small. <laughs> it was kind of like Glen Gary. Very Ross. organized grift. Um, it was a company that um was owned by a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, a father and his daughter worked there, and everybody in the office was pretty young, and uh, we were all about the same age. Mm. And it was a company that, on behalf of larger businesses, we handled their unemployment claims for them. So if they had pl- employees, this sounds as exciting as jury duty. Well, if they had employees filing for unemployment, we would handle them and contest them if they if they didn't deserve unemployment, uh-huh. right? This was the state of California, and Nana, oh Nana, Nana was this girl gal who worked there, and I was like in love with Nana like from day one. <laughs> Poor cancer. And <laughs> she, uh, I won't say her full name, but uh, she. Nana and Luca could get together. Yeah, though, Nana was names. Armenian, and, and she was engaged looks. to be married. <gasps> and everybody in the office knew that Nana and I had a thing going. Like Aww. there was like s- there was there was something happening between sparks. Nana. there was sparks. There. If you turned off the lights, it would have been like I made like one copy at a time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would like do that move this just to go talk to her yeah. and stuff like that. Right. So. Um, so cancer, man. I was this was the first time I was seeing a regular psychic in my life right down the street. Um, every Wednesday after work, I would Holy go and shit. see the psychic. And I ended up realizing she was a scam. After about Aww. four or five weeks, because she wanted fifteen hundred bucks. Yep, those I, are fucking. Did I tell you about? Th- I told no, you no, but I know I've heard this story from so about many people. like my past. Uh, she said that I was in a past life. This is a, this story is getting longer She's than I thought. She's a fucking asshole. Go ahead. She told me she did a past life reading on me, mm-hmm. and she told me in one of my past lives I was the evil twin brother prince, <laughs> and not only did I kill a bunch of people, I convinced my brother's wife. My brother was older than he was the first one out, so he was to be king, right? I convinced my brother's wife you could to, to easily run away with Google me. this and find factual. Right? Yeah, sorry, so this is obviously bullshit. I convinced her to run away with me, and then we were supposed to meet like outside the kingdom in the woods, and mm. then um, I never showed up and banished her from the kingdom as I killed my brother. Why? Um, that doesn't I was, make sense. I was I wanted to be king. But why would you make her go into the woods like that? I just liked fucking with people. Oh, okay. I was like a bad person. This is definitely not you. Like, I killed a bunch of people, mm-hmm. she said. Did you believe her? And uh, I was just like, what's going on? This is the first time I ever had, like, a, a past life reading. And so she's like, um, so you've got these people, all these people that you wronged in this life uh, are following you. They're showing up in all your subsequent lives, paying you back. And, like, you have this black cloud following you around, right, is what she told me. And she said, for $1,500, yeah. I'll light some candles, and I'll get rid of this black uh, black cloud. Yeah. And I was like, it sounds to me like you are part of the black cloud. Yeah. Good if you. If you want 1500 I didn't say that to her. I was but like, I don't knew. have you knew. I was like, I don't have it. And I never saw her again. She after. knew you didn't have 1500 So, anyway, I was seeing her initially to what find out asshole. what was going to happen with me and Nana. <laughs> Nana Jean. This was before Jean. you got your own pendulum and yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I called her Nana Jean because Jean is a term of endearment in Armenian. So like you'd be like Angela Jean, or I'd be Ryan Jean, right? So um, one day Nana shows up wearing sunglasses, and oh I'm like, no, I'm like, what's going on? Why are you, you know, like I didn't say like, hey, why are you wearing sunglasses? Mm. Uh, everybody knew why she was wearing sunglasses. And people listening also know why she was wearing sunglasses. Because uh, her fiancé had was hitting her. God, this is a story about assholes. Yeah, and so, but it's got... Then a, you did go on a killing spree. But it's got, a, it's right? got what I believe to be a somewhat happy ending. 
um, at least for her. So um, eventually, I leave that job, but only after I leave that job because I thought I had some opportunity come up, and so I quit the job because I couldn't miss the opportunity. And I come to find it, and then I connect with Nana later and find out that she it left that guy. Good. Because she didn't, she's not, you know, uh, for whatever reason, she was able to get out of that situation. I thankfully. feel like so many people so have she was, this, at least She was able to get out of it. Yeah. And we start going on dates. <gasps> oh, right? Ryan. And I'm living in the Hollywood Hills at the time. Oh, yeah, you are. Uh, Dating a, your dream woman. In a sectioned off, like, room from a mansion with my buddy Johnny Z. I'm sleeping on an air mattress. Mm. Anyway, but who cares? I'm going yeah. out with Nana John. And so, <laughs> and we are like, we are like, there's, there's no doubt about the attraction we have for one another. It's like, it's pretty kind of out of control. Mm-hmm. And do you remember we, her birthday? I do not. And I don't, um, my research. I don't even remember how many dates we have. We probably only had like three dates, mm-hmm. two or three dates. And, um, the, uh, things were hot and heavy. We never had sex. It was all just kind of make out stuff. And, uh, and so I'm like, this is happening. You know, me and yeah. Nana, me and Nana, this is a thing. And then, uh, so I was like, when when are we going to see each other again? Um, you know, I thought w- the answer was going to be like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, when we wake up, like, yeah. when, when can we see each other again? And she goes, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't see you anymore. I was like, I was like, what's going on? This is like so great. And she goes, I couldn't, I couldn't, I just can't bring you around my family. Aww. And I was like, oh, am I like a, am I like, am I like misbehaved? Am I like? <sighs> Do I not have proper etiquette or something? She goes, no, I just can't. I can't date a white boy. Because uh, I wasn't Armenian. She couldn't yeah. continue to date me. So I was like, I just had to accept that. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. And so, um, you know, what am I going to do? There's nothing I can do other than just accept that she said that. And then I did find her a couple years, a few years ago. But I think she's been, uh, she's been married. She's married now, mm. I believe. But I've never, I haven't Armenian? reached out to her. I haven't reached out to her. Um, I don't know. What a bummer. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm 99% sure she probably did. What a dumb, stupid... I mean, I understand because people have to succumb to these things. No, I have, I, I have friends. Thing. I have friends Your even like right now than the skin who skin have is. said to me in the last few years, oh, I can't, you know... Oh, I could only marry a so-and-so. I could only marry, you know, like whether it's religion what or whatever fuck? because of their family and things like that. Like they, they feel culturally obligated to do so. I'm having some family trauma. I'm using trauma correctly here. It's trauma. It's traumatic. I'm fucking done. And um, there's, a, there's a section of my family that I think I am legitimately done with. I'll talk to you about it. I mean, maybe I'll talk about it on here. It doesn't matter. But um, I get like weird jealousy jealous daggers and brandy who is always validating of all my shit i was telling her about this thing i'm going through and she interrupted me which she rarely does because she's the best listener on the planet pisces and she goes your family is so jealous of you it's insane they're so jealous of you and i said they are right and it's not because of you know like pretty it's not that they are jealous because I'm free and people are jealous of people who can be free and you free yourself. Nobody's got chains. I mean, you can feel like it. I mean, I felt like that in my last marriage for you know a minute and then I was able to leave it, but that I am free and the, the weird shit that they put on me, I think it's like 
they are so desperate to be loved. Oh, sorry, to be loved by each other. I'm talking, so I'm flailing with my hands right now. <laughs> They're so desperate to be loved by each other that they have to like they manipulate. Then they beg for forgiveness. Then they manipulate. Then they hurt. Then they say the worst thing in the world. Then they beg for forgiveness. It's such a gross, sick. It's like you're throwing up on yourself and you're shitting your pants over and over. And then you'll clean it up and then you're just. But I get again. to buy new pants. Yes, yes. It's such a weird. They love their. It's like drama. they throw up on your pants. They throw up on my pants. And then pants. like I bought you a new pair. Of yeah, pants. and I say no, no. I'll get my own pants on this side of the country. Thanks. I don't need pants. I don't. I don't need anyone. I, I would love to feel otherwise. I think it's a beautiful thing when we've had that feeling. But I was able, and I've always been grateful for this, I was able to move super far away from my family at a very young age. I always knew I would and that I could. And even now, I don't need to go home for the holidays. They will guilt trip me and then I'll start to miss them a little bit. And I look like I'm going back for Christmas. And it will be fun, but I didn't go back last year. I probably won't go next year. But they have such a weird gross need for even the sickest members of my family and it's a beautiful thing to be free of people it is it's also like sometimes I'm like am I should I be should I love somebody more than this but no I love me most and I think that that's most important for everybody but it's sad that to like throw away love with someone because your family doesn't like the way they look. I mean, fuck your family. They'll I come mean, around Nana or they won't. John, Nana John, if you're listening to this. <laughs> it's not too late. I'm in Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Nana John was a uh, she's, you know, I hope she's happy. And she was I mean, what a beautiful light she was. Yeah. Um, and she had such a fun name to say. It is a fun um, name. Well, I'll tell you her last name once we're off. Ooh, yeah. so it's even funner. God, or you guys, sorry her, about all the secrets we're What her keeping. last name. Uh, you know, you, I just don't need to be... I mean, I, uh, I, mean, we d- I don't need to tell the full name of no. anybody. No, never. That, uh, Neither of us do. We um, will have to go back and edit, and that's a huge pain in the ass for us. And we can't us. do that tonight. No, we're not doing that tonight. Because it has to go right up. This is, we're recording this night before this you guys. This is the freshest. <gasps> this is this the freshest is fresh. podcast we've ever done. I do want to. And it's at night, which yeah. is weird for us. Yeah, it's darker and shit out. Yeah, I mean, we sleep late, but. It's cold. Well, I, not me. Not now, Mr. Juror. I'm world's best juror. <laughs> I'm up at 8 a.m. now. <laughs> so for awful. like fucking a week and a half. Um, I did get up really early, but I also. Am I were you still awake? No, or I was you? the other day. I went to bed at 10.30 a.m. the other day. And on Thanksgiving, I went to bed at 10.30 a.m. Uh, and that's a different story. Um, but I wanted to talk about, we're like weeks behind on current events for us. The night that I saw you and I posted the picture to our Instagram, when uh, I had just seen Cheryl Strayed give a talk and you were going to see your buddy do comedy at Oh, my Dynasty buddy Mike Typewriter. Kaplan, who by, if you have the chance to see him perform live, his new hour is amazing. You should go see it. Well, you were going in. I was coming out, and um, and it was super fun because we didn't know we were going to see each other. And you were there with your friend. Yeah, my super cool friend. She's an influencer, not to brag. She's super cool. She sells stuff to Oprah. And what was her name? Oh my god, um, she's the wooden palette on Instagram. Okay. But she, we wait in line to get. Okay, so here's what happened. I, I'm having a new thing now where I went to the opera. I went to Liz Fair. I went to Cheryl Strait, and when I'm super moved by something that's happening and everyone is putting because when there's an audience looking at something wow this is this is straight channel right now they're telling me this when an audience is looking at something we're all giving it our power our attention is power so we're all looking at something it all has our power it opens their channel even wider and they're just like Bleh. so first this happened with Cheryl Strayed 
And I had slept in that day. I was not tired. I I was fine. And Cheryl, we watched. It was it was a, a thing for women in technology. Some new show that's coming out. And then Cheryl Strayed comes on. And we watched we watched like the first episode. And I sit through that just fine. And that would be the part you'd fall asleep at, honestly, because it's just surreal. You're just watching TV, basically. Then Cheryl Strayed comes out. She hits the stage, and I'm delighted. I love her. Um, I didn't get into her until uh, the end of my second marriage. And it was like, I I told you guys about this, where Thanksgiving was ruined. You tried to put my head in a toilet, and I was like, well, great. Now I can leave you. That's that. I'm not going to try to make this work, because you fucking tried to put my head in a toilet. Um, Did not succeed. And um, I... I wanted to watch a chick flick and I mostly usually really fucking hate chick flicks. I think there needs to be more happening than people loving each other. I love a nice love triangle. I love a nice side story about love, but like, Oh, out of Africa, she's doing something huge and brave and scary. And then there's some love. You know what I mean? Like that's my kind of love story. Um, love doesn't have to be the primary yes, plot line for any love is lead so female boring on its own. Yes. Thank you. So, um, uh, I, I wanted to watch a chick flick and I knew a little bit about wild. And for years people had been telling me how much I'd love the book and we're going back on this flight. It's the one where she's, it's her real story. It's Cheryl Strait's real story. Wait, when she's a kid, there is are it, flashbacks it, to when she's a kid and like and her mom's dying. Is the book yellow? <laughs> Look, your face on your face. Well, have I read this fucking book? I don't know. Maybe. What's it about? Tell me more. <laughs> She hikes. She's a heroin addict and she hikes the, what's it called, trail? The all Appalachian the way f- Trail? Yeah. All the way from like Mexico to Oregon. No, you're thinking of the John Muir Trail then. Oh, I don't know. Um, I would, uh, well, that's not even, that's bigger than the John Muir Trail, but I believe. I'll t- I'll but I'll Okay, you, anyway, yeah. keep going. So so I download the movie with Reese Witherspoon onto my laptop and it's scary. She's all by herself. There's some divine intervention happening for sure. She's follow- She, I mean, she's guided and it's a it's a very mystical story and the book is beautifully written and um then after that i i went to the library because i think libraries are important we should access them as much as possible got the book there because i knew it would be in there it was old at this point um a lot of times i can't get the books i need at the library um then i read it in like three days and i say based on this i'm like i'm gonna buy a trailer and renovate it and drive it around and live in it Oh, so Cheryl Strait is yep. responsible. It was all Cheryl Strait. And then while that was happening, I read um, Tiny Beautiful Things, which is gorgeous. And she was she was a, a secret columnist. She did it anonymously. Nobody knew it was her. But she would answer these like really painful letters and just profound questions and did it so beautifully. And she has a podcast, but I don't like it as much because there's someone else on it. And I would rather it just be her. He's a doctor and he's fine. He's fine. But also... I loved all the thought that she was able to put into her column, Dear Sugar, which I think is the podcast. And it's just kind of like she's off the cuffing it. You know, it's just different. It just didn't grab me. But so then I was reading that and I can't remember which part it was, but there was a part where a woman basically was in the same situation I was in. And I I thought, because of course he begged, he offered anything I wanted. He finally let me foster dogs, which like, go fuck you, I'm going to do whatever I want. We lived in opposite ends of the house you know it was over but he was still trying and I and I thought am I throwing something away or am I walking away from something bad because this is hard to know the difference between and she really helped me see that I was walking away from something bad and also everything that comes out of her mouth is wise and beautiful I mean it really she she's incredible so she comes out on stage and I'm over the moon to see her and I'm with my super cool influencer friend (laughs) and um 
Eileen, and uh, we're sitting there and Cheryl Strayed starts speaking and the interviewer is asking questions and Cheryl Strayed is channeling. And I'm sitting in my seat and my body is like going to sleep and my, my soul's trying to get out and I can feel this happening. And I'm like, fuck, no, no. And I am grabbing the chair, holding myself upright, like shaking my legs, trying to keep, and this has never happened like this, trying to keep my soul in my body. My soul was determined to go be close to her on stage. And that's what happened. And I gave in and I, I probably looked like I was sleeping. I heard everything. I didn't register it the same way because my brain does things differently when I'm channeling. But I straight up astral projected to be closer to Cheryl Strait. I was in the front row and this wasn't necessary. But then... It's so funny to think that someone who <laughs> is skeptical of all of this stuff would be like, now I've heard a lot of excuses <laughs> for falling asleep at something. <laughs> yeah. But this is pushing it too far. I wasn't even sleepy at all. You know, it was wild. And I, and this was when I was on a worse sleep schedule, which may, who knows, I'll probably be back on it tomorrow. I did get up at What's 8 a.m. I got up at 8 a.m. like attitude? you today. You will be. I'm going to drink my NyQuil tonight. We'll see. We'll see. Um, You're going to what? Drink my NyQuil tonight. Oh, oh, NyQuil, oh. <laughs> i.e. bourbon, probably. Um, I have been. That is I, what uh, yeah. NyQuil is, basically. But so then, the whole time, I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm delighted because inside, I'm screaming, Cheryl Strait is a channel. Of course, Cheryl Strait is a channel. How could I not realize Cheryl Strait is a channel? Then, um, I had to pretend, because this is embarrassing, you don't want people to think you're sleeping. Also, it was an early show. You had a show right after it. So what? It was like a 7 p.m. show I went to. Yeah, I mean, the show I went to and didn't start till like till 9.30 noon? or almost 10. <sighs> I I mean... So it, it was... Yeah. Yeah. Also, I had a bunch of popcorn in my lap. It was like a Tuesday night. I was night. eating. Yeah. So then <laughs> I was falling asleep, falling asleep. I was leaving my body with popcorn in my mouth. Um, but then Eileen rushes us out to the lobby. The Angela Lovell story. <laughs> Really? I was leaving my body with it popcorn really in mouth. The Angela Lovell story. <laughs> I mean, there's always popcorn in my mouth. That's Let's a great. Real. That's a great title. I was <laughs> leaving my body bad. with popcorn in my mouth. It's not bad. It could at least be a short story in my collection. Which yeah, of course. Will have yeah. an equally fucked up title. So we we rush out to the lobby because Eileen is very Gemini rising, and she's like, "We got to get to the front of that line." And uh, Leo Moon, like me. Pisces. She's basically Brandy's planets, which is why I love her so much, too. I mean, because those are extraordinary. That's a great combo. So we get to the front of the line and Cheryl Strayed comes out. And the whole time I'm super self-conscious because Eileen didn't notice. Nobody else seemed to. I, it, you don't want people to think you were sleeping through something like that. Eileen talks to her and and she um, she like squats down and, and I hear Cheryl Strayed say, I love your Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy shit, Eileen is so cool. Cheryl Strayed loves her Instagram. And then, you know, the, there's a person standing there and they take your phone and they take pictures of you with Cheryl Strayed. And I walked up, I walk up to Cheryl Strayed and I say, uh, first I got to thank you because you made leaving my second marriage so easy. I read Dear Sugars. I saw an orb while I was saying that to you. And, um, um, and second, do you know that you're a channel? And she was just sitting there smiling like this is what everyone says. And she was like, oh, you're you're this, uh, and I said, I was like, I'm a psychic. Do you know you're a channel? And she goes, uh, you're the second psychic to say this to me. And she goes, do you have a business card? Now, Ryan, 
is did I know that one of my biggest life's dreams was Cheryl Strayed to ask me for my contact information slash business card? No, but when it happened, I was so cool. I didn't lose my shit, probably because I'd been astral projecting and I was in like a really good place. I whip out my business card. Eileen took a bunch of pictures. All we said were the words I just said. Not a lot of words. In the photos, I have hands flailing all around my face. I'm like talking like a crazy person. She still asked for my business card regardless. But so that happened. And then I go to the opera. And this was really cool. This was actually super cool. I had been trying to buy tickets to um, the, it's like this aria thing where um, young people can go and then you go to parties after. Do you know about this? Aria Grande. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, that's, sorry, I forgot her name. <laughs> so it's, Aria Grande has, hosts these parties at the opera. And it was really fun, but I, so I couldn't buy tickets. They kept glitching. And this, of course, is like the, the shadow after Mercury Retrograde is fucking everything up. Um, I'm calling the theater. Nothing's working. I'm trying to get tickets to go the night my friends are going. It's not happening. And the whole time I kept getting like this pushback from my guides. And I don't know why because it's the magic flute. It looked amazing. I love, love, love opera. And uh, I haven't gone in forever to good opera in years because I haven't gone since I lived in New York. I did try to go in, in Utah and I walked out of every opera but one. And it was just mediocre. It was so sad. It was like Party City costumes. It was terrible. So um, the day of the opera, still wasn't able to get tickets. Now they've gone up to $870. No fucking way am I going to buy those tickets. Uh, no. 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 So I go to work at my favorite coffee shop, bookstore, and I get a call from my friend who's going to the opera. And I see it ringing and I'm like, somebody can't go. And I pick up the phone and she's like, my friend can't go. Do you want her ticket and the ticket to the party? And I said, hell yeah. Then I had to rush home, get ready, because I was like schlubby coffee shop working. Um, but I go to the party and I go to all this and I was like, wow, my guide saved me hundreds of dollars. It was so great. And I love free stuff, especially stuff that I really want. And um, during the opera, I sat by myself in this seat and the people who knew each other sat in the other seats together. I met new friends that night. And it's so beautiful. It's Mozart. It's extraordinary. I, if it's still running and you ever get the chance to see the magic flute with this crazy animation they do, like just this wackadoo fucking Betty Boop, Dresden doll, Terry Gilliam, just really otherworldly. Um, the, the Queen of the Night is phenomenal. And also it's a real opera where there are acoustics and you're not, nobody's mic'd. I like the way you said that. Acoustics. There's acoustics. I think that might be how you're supposed to There's say it. There's acoustics. I or always said acoustics. I'm sliding into some weird but, space right now. But uh, <laughs> it sounds it sounds much more refined to say. And the acoustics. I are, don't know where that came the, from. The acoustics are pristine. <laughs> they really. You mean were. the acoustics they are really pristine? <laughs> the acoustics are pristine. <laughs> this feels like a Bunny Python sketch. Uh, yeah. Terry yeah. Gilliam, full blown. So I. The Ministry I'm of Funny <laughs> Syllables. I'm sitting there, and I even have opera glasses, and I'm pulling them out because you know to see costumes. Oh, you've got uh, opera uh -huh, glasses. Uh -huh. Yes, these I are do. the opposite I've of reading. I've had them since glasses, I was a kid. Correct. I love fucking theater. They're and like singing. binocular glasses. They're, they're just, like binoculars. They're just yeah. binoculars they're without tiny binoculars. binoculars. Yeah. Well. So I bought them when I was a kid, actually. I bought them when I was, like, 16. Um, and you've held on to them. Yeah, and they're real nasty now. My first husband actually covered them in black tape and cut it all. He made it very nice. He was very sweet, double Libra. But because they were so sticky, they were, like, melting. It was They're gross. But nobody sees them in the dark. I wait till the, sun, the lights go down. The sun goes down in the opera house, and then I pull them out. The lights go down. So anyway, I'm watching the opera. Well, lights are just the robot sun. Thank you. That's true. So I'm watching this opera. 
and it starts to happen again. And I am, again, not tired. I probably slept till 1 p.m. that day. I didn't get out of my apartment till the sun was down. That's how late I slept. So my body is trying to shut down and force my soul out to whom I, go be with them on, closer to singing, I guess. I don't know. Float around, just fly around the fucking, I don't know. Who knows? And I'm, again, grasping the arms of my chair, wiggling my legs, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And then poof, I'm gone. I'm out of my body. I can still hear everything. I'm still experiencing everything. And I was like, this is not okay. Am I now at a point where I can't go to things anymore? So then, Ryan, third time's the charm. My fabulous friend, Kim, who I shared that man with briefly, accidentally. We did not know. Um, and now we're closer than ever. We go to lots of fun things like this together. We go see Liz Fair. And now Liz Fair is so special to me. Um, when I was a kid and I was doing my whole pan transition that I talked about recently where I had to come into my sexuality and I didn't know how to do it, Liz Fair was helping me with that. Liz Fair, Aries Sun, Cancer Moon, you will know it the moment you start listening to her music. Um, just this amazing little tiny five foot two hot rock star. And there was this moment when I was trying to leave my second fiance and, um, I made out with that guy. Well, he went down on me. It was I was writing that movie for Universal Studios. I was a baby. I didn't know anything yet. I had an engagement ring on. There's a lot to unpack right there. It's a lot. It's a lot. He goes down on me. Um, and he was like a really big time producer, but also really hot. And I just had stopped having sex with my fiance. And um, that's not a good sign. No, right? And you're young, and you don't know yet. It's and like before like, the marriage. And this even is happens. why people need to talk to their kids about sex, and they need to say this is important. Th- we just need to have these conversations. If you don't want to have people. sex every day. There's something wrong. I mean, no. Well, let's not go of. that crazy. But uh, different of. people need different things. It's on my list. Sex is part of my thing. Sex is how I feel love. I can't feel love if I'm not feeling it through my sex. My love language. I need it through other ways too. Coming. But what? Is coming. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> Your love language is ah. <laughs> well, it is. I think it's like a universe, except for like asexuals or you know different people who have different bags and things. But um, for me, big time, and my Venus is in Scorpio, my Mars is in Gemini. I need to fuck a lot. And here we are, a year celibate, starting to get. It's been a year. Yep, it's only it's almost been a year. We're just a couple weeks. I'm gonna because we didn't it. start the podcast until what was the end of January? Yeah, but February. But then Jan- you and I started in January, but he and I kind of had stopped having like real sex. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but anyway, um, yeah, it was not. I would not count anything that happened as sex. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so I just had an orgasm on a couch with someone who gave me a, the biggest job I'd had so far in my Jerry life. Jerry Bruckheimer. And it was also like, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer. There were it lots was, of explosions. What's his name? The, yeah. A classic. What's the other one? Oh, who cares, right? But this guy later went on to play, because he's a stunt a stuntman movie producer and he like has his hands in all kinds of bags. He went on to play the superhero I had a crush on as a child and he was like the big, strong, um, bad version of it. Uh, I'm not, I can't tell you guys who, but he was in a movie, a very big movie, and he was fucking hot. And here's the other thing. That man's penis goes to his knee, and that's not normal. That's not normal. Limp, obviously. <sighs> I mean, yeah. I mean, because if it's, well. But even erect, it was like, it looks like my pan statue. Because that'd be, that'd be. He was a cancer, Ryan. That would be weird to have a, an erect phenomenal. penis that pointed downward. I'm trying not to talk about all these fucking things. I've you t- all these, you say all that these every fuck th- sessions. You say Whatever. that I always talk about butt stuff, which I don't. By and the way. I talk I about, I haven't <laughs> mentioned butt <laughs> stuff. I just said this about 
thought you dated somebody. You did. This is the reputation I have on the streets no, now? No, because I bought you a really great butt stuff present for Christmas. Oh, I bought okay. you other ones too, but you're going to love the one, the butt stuff one too. Okay. Well, um, um, I don't know. There should be a drinking do- game. If people listening to this podcast are not at work, or maybe how much I talk about penis, how much you talk about. You have to drink every time you talk about a penis, and you have to drink every time I talk about. I got got a good laugh in the jury room today on break with the butt stuff. Oh, do you want to tell us about it? I just saw really major. Um, I the joke was uh, I can't remember the joke. Finish your story. It was a really orange orb, and those usually mean that you're telling the truth. So the laugh that you got isn't just in your head. It was a genuine laugh. The orb is confirming it. Okay, so. So There's a lot of pressure on me in the jury room <laughs> to be funny the whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, they introdu- you introduced yourself as a stand-up no, comic. No, the judge did. <gasps> really? Because the, the, they, well, they go over Well, they go. They announce your profession, and then they ask you questions about your profession to see if it's going to be conflicts with the case and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't say I'm a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. He said, "Okay, juror number twenty-six. So you're a stand-up comedian?" And I said, "Yes." Oh, interesting. So I wasn't like I didn't know that was going to be announced to the world. Interesting to but the I world did get of four jurors. phone numbers from <gasps> female jurors. Did you really? No, I didn't. Oh, that would have been great. I no, hope I, I hope I, that I, for you. I don't mingle with the other jurors like that. <laughs> I don't mean girl with the other jurors. Mingle, mingle. Oh, I thought you said mean girl. <laughs> like <laughs> just me, like fucking mean girl. Like I'm because the then ho- it changed it from being flirty to like talking shit about women in like a a catty way. You know yeah, the yeah, way that we don't yeah. do since Trump got well, let's get back it, to your story. Now we're all bonded again. Okay, so this guy. Um, does amazing things to me and restores my faith in all kinds of with th- his, all kinds of things with with, with just a, I mean What's I've it, told wait, you wait, this wait, before wait, wait. give me one second give me one second give the best head cancers give, give, give the best head Ryan congratulations hey, um, thank you I will mm-hmm. I will, I will uh, seriously 100% you know I've got all these little things about the different signs anyway cancers give the best head well wait wait that's all wait, I did wait, with wait, them wait, give me one second <laughs> tell me does you Oh, wait, what, uh, <laughs> does it swing to and fro? Does it hang? Da, da, boobies? You so your boobs? Down low. There's a song about a big, there's a big dick oh. song. You know what it's called? Um, do you tell you to and fro? It's like one of those like old timey songs that's very short. This dick is insane. And it rhymes. He did does something it, for the movie. The movie you, got canceled. Do your balls swing low? Do yeah, you bobble balls. to and fro? I don't talk yeah, a lot about okay. balls. I don't know. Well, can we talk about balls real quick? I mean, we could. No, we're not going to. Nobody cares. I I have a funny (laughs) ball story. I bet you have many Um, funny ball stories. (laughs) (laughs) I have a ball story that was like very shocking to me. Um, <laughs> wait. About a personal I wish, experience. I, I wish people could have seen the way you said very shocking. Very shocking. I mean, it, I'm like, wow. I was shocked. At first, I did not care. And I'm like, what is this ball story? I've only had one one woman ever. uh, Have balls. And it was the woman I lost my virginity to. Um, Say, like... Talk about my ball sack to me. <gasps> what did she say? She said she loved my balls. Interesting. Isn't that, weird? Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I don't um, notice balls. To the point where it's like, you know, you got to be a little more careful with the balls than you mm-hmm. do with the with the. With oh, the yeah, penis. yeah. I've learned that. Yeah, they're a little more fragile. I mean, early on in my ball career, my ball juggling career. Yeah, I mean, she liked to just like, filled with passion. Wow, for balls. Take a grip. And it's like. You got to be Whoa. careful. You got to be careful there. Like they're kind of like your breasts. You in know what certain I mean? moments, they're I will say delicate. this for people listening who are curious. Or big, that's delicate, whatever. Maybe four people. Mm-hmm. Now, in the heat of passion, the balls are so slightly more durable tips on than <laughs> not in the heat of passion. Because in the heat of passion, the balls constrict. That's like boobs. They boobs become do like, that too. They become like a tighter package, mm-hmm. right? Because they're getting ready to like, oh, get in position. Yes. To unload the... 
the you know it's like when a box soldiers truck pulls up to a store to unload mm-hmm. the the goodies from inside so like they get into position right so they're a little more durable then wow wow that makes sense and she got rough with them when they were she just to. she just she just couldn't keep her hands off the balls. Wow, interesting. It was, it was weird. Oh, that is weird. I mean, you know, because I mean, balls not weird in a bad way. Well, it was just weird as anything for us. Normal, and also it was the first woman I, I had sex with, and I was a sophomore in college, I just so I didn't the have a best lot of experience. So I was like, today. I guess women just this is. I guess women who like to have sex just are all about balls. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. You know women I mean? love balls. I was like, this is my first real experience. There are with times this, so maybe where this is how women yeah i kind of don't even remember what balls look like like i kind of don't even have memories of sex is so fucking scary before you do it oh at least for me it was it was so daunting Mm -hmm. i i cannot tell this story i'll save this story for another time remind me the story about helping my aunt on the farm oh shit ryan you didn't fuck your aunt this is a euphemism (laughs) (laughs) oh i get it you fucked a goat on the farm (laughs) this is way better It totally sounded like a euphemism. Remind me to tell you the story about wink, wink, helping about my my aunt aunt on the farm. farm. Okay, so Liz Fair, I have crazy passionate whatnot with this guy, and then don't do anything for him because I'm rattled. And he was very generous; he didn't need that. And I go out to my car, and I'm (laughs) rattled. I just imagine you like (laughs) he knew I was engaged or wherever else, and and smoking a cigarette, crying, and you're just like. Like, you, like you had a paradigm shift. Oh, yeah. Well, like I you didn't I, even know who you were anymore. Yeah, I didn't. I was just like, well, that was great. And now what comes? In? It's the tower. It was like the tower in terror where it's like shit just got fucked up. Can't wait to see where it all lands. So I got to the car and and I had a voicemail from my fiance because he knew I had a big meeting on the studio lot at Universal. So this was on lot. Yeah, this was on. That's why it was so hot, Ryan. It was like a dear penthouse moment. Also, the director called and canceled he was supposed to be there too but he got held up in whatever project he was working on so then it was just me and the producer and we'd already been having real crazy you know um what was her name your your girl sparks nana john nana john yeah it was like that so i get out to the car and i'm starting to cry and i'm looking at this stupid little fucking zales jewelry engagement ring and i'm like oh it's over it's over now let's be fair about the zales engagement ring i don't like expensive jewelry Love so, doesn't have a price tag on it. I did give it to a crow recently. Oh, was it a nice ring? Is that what you were saying? Or was it not a nice ring? It was not nice. Oh, so no. It, wasn't it was expensive. less than 100 bucks. I don't like, yeah. It's Money on jewelry is right? stupid. It's a thought that counts. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But also, I picked it out and it doesn't matter. I like birthstones. I like crystals. Diamonds are sad. Diamonds are sad. Also, diamonds aren't really valuable. If you guys look into it. This is when I get married, if I ever get married. Mm-hmm. We are going to brand with a hot iron our ring fingers. I like that. No, <laughs> I hope so you do that oops. at the reception so everyone That'd can so smell brutal. your burning flesh. Yeah, and then right. We're all part of it. Yeah. Now anyone then it'll feel really that fucking wants pagan. The open bar. <laughs> That's the most pagan. We'll take the brand. <laughs> no, take the brand. <gasps> Wouldn't that be fun? Instead of like take away stupid glasses or whatever, we all get a brand from your wedding. That like, would be funny. And then like I don't understand what it means to like. Uh, work on my brand. Yeah. Like social media. My, people are like, you need to work on your brand. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just start burning myself. Yes. With like different like at rising brands I all like over that. my body. I like that. Well, so I go to my rental car because I'm in, I'm in, I'm, uh, he's in New York. I go to my rental car. I'm at Universal. Go to my rental car and I'm starting to get all weepy and all, you know, well, I'm just guilty. Cheated. You feel guilty. Che- yeah. And 
I, I turn on my car and there's a CD playing and it's Liz Fair. Um, what is it? I think it's White Chocolate Space Egg with Johnny Phil. I Feel cannot Dead. believe this ties in. The right Liz now. Fair thing? Oops, I thought that was going to fit on there. <laughs> that would um, be funny. He's got a ring. So this ties around. into Liz Fair. I thought we yeah. were on another nope, like, nope, tangent nope, of a tangent nope. of a tangent. So the song comes on and I'd just been listening to his voicemail on the way to the car. And the song comes on, and it's Johnny Feelgood, which is like a really dirty sing me a ver- song. Sing me a little bit. Um, Johnny Feelgood, Johnny Light On, Johnny Miss You. Oh, I just messed it up already. Johnny Feelgood, Johnny Right On, Johnny Miss You, Johnny Light On. Johnny makes me feel strangely good about myself. I'm trying to know if I know it. I'm Moderation know is a memory. So Brian that Anna's song is on. It's really good. Super hot. All her, all her songs are like, fuck dirty. They're just so good. So that song comes on, and I'm like, I just had an orgasm with someone else. An amazing orgasm. Hadn't had an orgasm in forever. I didn't even want to do anything with this guy. Not not the guy I just had the orgasm with, but my fiance. And the song comes on, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to have a lot of fun. And I went right back to New York. It was two days before 9-11, I think. No, wait. This was different. This was different. It was a few weeks before 9-11. Okay, I go back to New York. I tell him as soon as I get home. And you know what, you guys? If you cheat, do the right thing. Because it happens, and then you have the opportunity to do right by the person you just wrecked. And these things happen. But if you lie, which there have been a few people who have lied to me about cheating, and that's when I break a lot of things in the house. (laughs) And it's awful. I was just saying this today with my friend Amanda, too. We were talking about doing stuff to dudes' butts and breaking shit when they fuck us over. (laughs) And you know, Is that how I came up? (laughs) The butt stuff thing? Yeah, it is. It is. But we were talking about other butt stuff. And I was like, and I, I told her about the Christmas present I got for you, which we should open. We should have a special. I want to have a special Yule episode. You guys, the Yule episode that Ryan and I do is going to be so fun. We're going to drink eggnog and we're going to exchange gifts. How about it? Yeah. We, I mean, it has to be the next like, I know, five days. Because you and I both are taking off. When do you leave? I leave on the 11th. Oh, shit. Okay. That's soon. All right. So anyway. I've got jury duty every day oh except Saturday and Sunday. This jury duty is ruining our lives. I know. Uh, let me tell you something about the law. It's nighttime. Can We're I tell recording you about when the my law. energy is not where I like it. I know everything about the law now. I've yeah, been you on do. a jury for five You're, days. You could go I know be a lawyer. Everything you could about start a whole new law. grift. Get a nice plaza. I've got office. a grift. Fi- I've actually got a grift figured out that I can't even talk about until after I'm done. Oh, sweet. Okay. But it's about a way to get free parking in downtown LA for the rest of your life. I need this grift. Okay. We all do, really. Okay. So Liz Fair comes on and she she that was like my soundtrack for a really fun time through 9-11, after 9-11. Um, if you ever like to listen to music that encourages you to just be shameless and enjoy your sex life, which I think is good for everyone, she's your girl. She's your gal. She's not a girl. She's a woman. Anyway. If I had a time machine, I would go back to being like a 16-year-old guy and just trying to find out what girls in my school were listening to the Liz Fair. Oh, yeah. You know, Knowing there's a hot tip. Now. That was the thing, too. So we go to the concert. I'm looking around. I'm like, yeah, these are all fun, slutty bitches. You know, and I only use slut and bitches. Of Why was I not invited I'm to I'm a this fun, concert. slutty bitch. Well, I haven't been in a while, but I've been a bitch every day of my life. But slut, <laughs> no, sadly. Um, not for a while. Anyway, the celibate experiment is working very well. It's almost over. So we're at this concert, and the music is so good and i had already warned kim who knows all my weird woo shit and i said to her look these two things just happened if it looks like i'm falling asleep it's just because my stupid soul wants to astral project and leave my body behind but here's the thing when music is like rock music slash liz fair i'm sorry that was my song when it's like that 
your body's engaged. And this is something too. This is one of the creepiest things about the human race to me when they can hear live music and hold still. That is so creepy to me. What is that? How do you do that? How do you do that? I saw it at The Cure in Utah. It's crippling anxiety and insecurity. Is that what it is? Because I think, oh shit, they're all aliens. That's what I think first. I don't think that. I mean... You think it's crippling Because anxiety? of the type of live music I go to see a lot. Mm. It's a lot of dudes with beards mm. at the music shows I go to, right? And they're all wearing black hoodies. Oh, so sad. And things like that. And it's you might get some swing or Aww. some like, you know. How do you but, not dance? Well, boys aren't encouraged to dance. Yeah. When they're, you know, men aren't encouraged to dance oh. when they're boys. I'm leaving out a big part of the story. Why I was kind of also, I think also maybe why I stayed attached to my body. I'll tell you that in a second. But anyway, we went to see Liz Fair. No, let me tell this real quick. That day, I was supposed... Nope, nope, gonna tell it after because there's a big thing. Never mind, okay. So we go see Liz Fair. Kim is adorable. She's sad. She's dancing, losing her fucking mind. I was menstruating. It was day one of menstruation. This is also when I like to manifest. And I don't know a lot about menstruation, but I know that's like the biggest... <laughs> that's like the day you love to dance the most. And I'll tell you what nope. happened <laughs> to me that day, which is gonna blow your mind. All your minds. Yeah, it's not the day for <laughs> dancing. It's the one day you don't want to dance. But I was like, like I couldn't I couldn't hold still uh, drip, but, drip, yes but we were <laughs> seated for most of it just because and it was at um uh El Rey what the El Rey I was just guessing venues no to help you think of it what the car, Largo it's at Largo. Largo yeah so everybody's seated which I was like what for this fair she was adorable she was so dynamic and she was just like so blissed out very Aries energy like very childlike just so hot. She's in her 50s. Fucking think she's 22. Amazing. But um, a couple times people would get up to dance. And we'd get up to dance and it was amazing. And I couldn't hold still the whole time. I, could, I definitely wasn't going to leave my body because my body was like, no, this is for me, soul. This is for both of us. Um, but I've started seeing auras very clearly. And Liz Fair has, you know, like how sometimes people have angels talk through them or perform through them. Liz Fair has a giant, it had devil horns, but it didn't feel like evil or like it would hurt her or anyone, but it was like a giant, it looked like a big Muppet, this big red devil horned Muppet thing behind her. And it would grow up out of her body and go all the way to the ceiling. It was phenomenal. It was so fun. And I was like, of course that's, that's living in Liz Was Fair. it there the whole time with her? I didn't. I didn't times. see it until it was a few. It was a little while in, um, and then afterwards, Ryan, living my '90s dream, the most fuckable kid in the hall, Dave Foley, gave me some cute little. Hey, what's up? He's very much older than he ever has been before, so I didn't recognize <laughs> him. But Kim was freaking out. She's like, "That's Dave Foley." <laughs> and then I see him look Kim up and down like he wants to eat her. And then he gave me a little "What's up?" And I was like, "Kim, we could three way with the most fuckable kid in the hall tonight." And she was like, "I have to get up early," so we didn't. <sighs> well, Dave Foley, um, yeah, I like Dave Foley. I love him. But what I was gonna say, I don't need to say. Ooh, it's was not, it butt stuff? It's about. It's, <laughs> well, no, it's just Dave Foley's life stuff that doesn't oh i've already heard a lot of it yeah about how he was kind of like he was really put to the rails really put through the put through the ringer oh i don't know that other people have said unkind things about him and i don't believe anything i hear until i see it so well regardless um so it sounds like a like a fun come around of that whole fair thing but here's the story that i meant i did not tell this in the 
appropriate order, but who cares, right? I mean, this is not the podcast where we go from A to B. Um, that morning, Monday, I had said to Kim, I might not make it back in time because Sarah, my shaman, told me I have to go to the Native American sweat lodge with her, which you know, did I tell you this? That Sarah yeah. was like, I was yeah, you told me about so all excited. And um, my guides had told her I had to go. So I go out, I buy two bags of tobacco, one for the fire tender, one for the chief. This is a weird, the, another weird thing. You can't wear white in there. You have to wear a skirt or a dress if you're a woman. Um, some other weird shit I can't remember. So that morning I wake up to, and I'm so excited. I'm going to go get us snacks and water at Trader Joe's. It's going to be the best day ever. We're going to be together all day sweating and having visions. I wake up and I have a text from Sarah and she's like, sorry, I'm about to burp. <coughs> sorry, it's so anticlimactic. So she's like, your guides told me you got your moon cycle. You can't go in the lodge. My guides tattled on me for getting my period. You cannot go in there with your, on your, nope. on your period. And then she called me and she's like, I'm so sorry. It's just that you're too powerful. It'll fuck up the men in there. And I do like that. It's not like gross woman has period. It's like, oh, that that's too much. You know what I mean? It's it's I, well, I appreciate that. I thought it was also a health thing. Um, I mean, I could. Probably I could. I, pass I don't. Out. And it should you know, be a health I don't, thing. I don't really remember a lot, but like, I'm trying. To, I know there are. Some I'm sure it would make a difference on the first day, which it was my first day, and I mm -hmm. always feel like I'm one foot in this world on my first day. But I was so sad, Ryan. And now here's the most extraordinary story I'm going to tell you uh, in this whole thing, which I think I texted you maybe. So. I am so sad, and I'm just dragging my feet around my apartment. I had already slept ten hours that night, and then I slept like two hours that day. Because first day of period fucks you up. And I feel so bad for anybody who has to actually go to like a real job on the first day of their period. And if they have a flow like mine. Because my flow is like, <laughs> that. For, I mean, not heavy. I mean, that's like the, the biggest day of harvesting for my witch jars, obviously. But just like so uh, out of it. So woo out of it and crampy and sometimes headachy and just achy in general. And I was kind of achy. And I'm propped up in bed. And I fall asleep. And I wake up and I haven't had this in a long time where it's like that sleep paralysis. And there's a man in bed with me. And I can't turn my head to see who it is. But I say out loud, Jesus, is that you? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I got a major shock through my body. I've ne And I said... It felt like it felt like the way the way Velcro sounds when you pull it apart really fast is how it felt through my entire body. And I said, I, I could see my hands. I could open my eyes just a little bit, not even the whole way. I could wiggle like the tips of my fingers. And I said, I have never felt anything like that. And then he shocked me a second time. And then I was like, thank you. And I just went right back to sleep. And when I woke up later, I felt amazing. I didn't have like cramps I didn't feel uh I didn't feel tired anymore I felt like really powerful I felt really fucking powerful and I was like that was Jesus that was fucking Jesus no doubt about it which is wild because I don't remember him coming to me since I was a baby and that story I've told you before so later Aslan's texting me and she's like your base chakra's lit and I tell her about it. She's like, Jesus, relit your base chakra. You're going to be so horny now. All right. 
imagine a world in which Christians are telling teens not to fuck and Jesus came and he blew up my base chakra. So you could try to fuck Dave Foley later that night. Yep. Dave, Jesus is like, <laughs> get it. Right? Jesus is like, I'm going to zap you before you see Liz Fair. Yeah. So you can be that dirty, empowered slut you want yeah, to be. Yeah, he did. And also, base chakra is what I needed to have relit because then, since then, Ryan, I'm masturbating like crazy. Today, I almost got trapped behind my bed. This is a true story. And then I was like, Ryan would be the first to call me because we have plans to record later. But what if he just assumed, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I was like, my arm was stuck behind my bed. And cats were all you, over me. You almost killed yourself jerking off today. Because I dropped my lube behind my bed. I had to pull everything out from behind my bed. Now, don't get me wrong. I can. I don't need lube, but it's just nicer. You know, especially when it's just me because it's harder to lubricate on your own when you're not. And I don't want to watch porn. I wanted. I have very specific things I masturbate no porno. to right now. Get rid of porno. Thank you. Yes. Everybody needs tantrum. to get rid of porno. Don't, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, Let your imagination react to this. Yes. And I have plenty of shit to like whack it to right now. Anyway. So. I was like under my bed, fishing out this lube. It was a nightmare. But um, I feel very different. And I feel like I, I've said this a few times because even Sarah called me out and she said, you've put this guy off. And I said, I know. And I said, I think I've also turned off my body. And the moment I turn it back on, that's when he's, that's my beacon of light. That's what calls him in. You're just gonna have a. You're just gonna have a bright light emanating from your vagina. From my vag. Yeah. Yeah. And like you when, know when like car lots are having spotlights. <laughs> <at us. laughs> yes. But with People the help, like, let's go see what's going on over there. <laughs> and I think it's great. I and now because I do talk to Jesus plenty, especially because a lot of Jesus jokes make me laugh. And I'm always like explaining myself to him, like you think it's funny. I know you think it's funny. Here is something though that I wanted. I'm so glad I'm remembering. Aslan calls me, and. She has told me before she doesn't let him in. He comes to her too. He goes to Renee. You know, he goes to light workers. He goes to the people who are going to feel him and see him and react to him. And Aslan said his energy is very bitter. And and I said, what do you mean by that? Like, because other deities are more famous. She goes, no, his worst moment. She goes, people don't know he survived the crucifixion. He died of old age. He his and you know this is Aslan who we had on here who has her Joan of Arc shit like. Very, very much tapped into a, a another level. She said, Jesus survived, and it's the most humiliating moment of his life. Imagine visiting this world, visiting people, trying to be of, of service, and everywhere you go is the little um, bloody, crucified, degraded, in, in horrific pain version of you. You see it everywhere. Why is that the moment we, cho- we choose? to to hold up into the light of him and she says this to me and I'm like holy shit because I have this little weird wooden cross that I keep over my door just to keep stuff from coming you know because the cross is very protective again because an audience the human system has stared at it and given it power which is what we're good at we are very powerful creatures we can choose an item and give it power we can we can choose a sigil and give it power together which is what has happened here granted Jesus is great I keep the cross over my door to keep evil things from following me into my my home. Well, just two nights before Jesus got in my bed, there was a little tin Jesus stuck to this cross. And it's this old vintage thing from the Vatican I found at the Goodwill with um, like holy water, all this stuff from the 60s. It's wild. So it just kept giving me the creeps, the little sad Jesus. And I, pr- I pried him off of the cross and I stashed it away. 
So two days later, Jesus shows up in my home, almost like confirming. Thanks for taking me down off that cross. Yeah. I can crawl to bed with it you. really fit. Yeah. He was <laughs> like, what are we doing? What are Thanks. we watching? Uh, <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to let me down from there. <laughs> I know earlier you said that guys have to earn it. <laughs> Jesus wasn't Aries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they say I came again. Who was That's I with? Let's come again, Joe. Who? Oh, my God. Brandy Jesus took a video of Nadia and me arguing. I got to get it from her. Actually, it's really funny. We're a little bit drunk in my apartment. We're arguing. Nadia is saying Jesus was a Libra, and I'm saying he was an Aries. It's really funny. But I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to handle an argument. Say what you will, but I'm right. This is very Sagittarius. Okay. Well, I think we did it. Did we? Yes. I can't. Oh, quick tip. If you're an empath going for jury duty. Oh, yes. There are these hot tips you save till the end. Just a quick tip. Um, once the, if you are selected for a jury, you will be in a room where, you know, the chances are there will, there's going to be extremely emotional testimony, uh, with people retelling in vivid detail about, you know, trauma they've experienced in a very, uh, in a very matter of fact, explicit kind of way. And the chances are you're going to see images, you're going to hear first-hand testimony, all kinds of stuff. So you need to kind of really, you need to really bubble up. You really need to like get grounded and protect yourself. Or, because I'm realizing that today, that I didn't really do it before I went in there today. And next, you know, I'm I'm just getting fucking, I'm getting getting blasted. Uh, Are you wearing black tourmaline or taking obsidian uh, or anything? No, because you have to go through all these security measures and everything. So like, it's like at an airport. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to take, I'm definitely going to take some, some rocks in with me tomorrow. Stash um, it in your briefs. Um, but I don't think do matches set off a metal I don't detector. Think so. I don't think a so. match. Why would you take a match? I don't. In? Why would I take a match? God, that's gonna be, what are you doing in your life? <laughs> I'm smoking. <laughs> I'm gonna be bailing ba- you out tomorrow. <laughs> smoking cigarettes in the bathroom. We better record a couple episodes for uh, your jail time. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I'm just in here watching The Irishman. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah. So just um. Be prepared for that because, it, I mean, it's not that often that you are confronted with with that specific type of emotional unloading. And it's different to watch it on Netflix when you're in a room with somebody and their energy is And that's all bullshit them. TV. Yeah, it is. That's all Hollywood. That's not well, what anything Well, I mean true crime stuff because like. lots of people, I like yeah, a yeah. good true crime. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But a courtroom is totally different. It's real. It's very drawn out. It's very mm-hmm. slow paced. It's very overwhelming at times. Um and there's nowhere to go. Yes, that's there's true. nowhere for you to go. You can't get away. Oh, that so, would kill me. I can't. I can't. So you, uh, even you just have I, to be prepared. Even when I used to be a temp, like I worked on the trade floor at the the trade center before it was dust, and um, you know I'm just like a fucking kid in there, and these people scream at you. They're horrible. Um, but I could run in the bathroom and like cry and do yoga for a minute and then come back out. Yeah, it was there's awful. I find too that when I'm um, confronted with these things, I be I feel very dehydrated. Oh yes. So it's you know, make sure you have make sure you hydrate yourself Ooh. if you're going into like a, an extremely emotional situation. Good tip. Um, I have two things that I want to talk or just real quick. Um, uh, weird recommendations for the southeast, please. Where are I know Casadega and love it. Go there plenty. What other weird shit? Should I see? Cause oh, what are you talking about? I, I've worked in the Southeast so much. <sighs> well, the, oh, of course you know this stuff. I, I So, you know, I have that weird special tour next year where I have access to this plane with my brother. And he said, 
find out the weirdest woo shit, like psychics, ghost stuff, like everything. And all of September, we're just going to fly around and do shit in the Southeast. So, I mean, I've already tried to get you on board with this. Maybe you can go with us too if you're not rich if and I'm famous not, yet. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I'll, or probably, I'll probably be overseas doing a Scorsese film. favorite jury. Doing, yeah. I'll probably be working with Marty. <laughs> I hope you have more lines than poor fucking Anna Paquin. She, she has I, like seven lines in and it. And I don't give a shit because she's amazing in that movie. Is she? Okay, good. I don't fall seen. into this. I read a headline. D- yeah. You're I'll be into, honest. I didn't read the article. You're falling into the I headline I saw the headline. Trap. I was like, I don't need to read this. You're falling into I am the headline, the bullshit headline trap. And it's... She's he's powerful not, in that movie. She's amazing. Words don't mean shit. I love her. She's such and a Gemini. Like, she's she's amazing in that movie. And like getting caught up in like the dialogue, like how many words or sentences did an actor have? Ooh. It's like the same as like saying like, well, it's it it's it's, it's focusing because, on the wrong thing. But Ryan, it's because he has such a history of making all the women either be beaten or prostitute or sex workers or. Um, uh, wives like the women yeah. never have anything. Well, Scorsese cool. is He's known no... for doing movies that focus on really bad men. Yes, that's his thing. But you know what? There are still really great women among bad men sometimes, and his women are always like crying and like, "Please love me, please don't hit me." I mean, honestly, as a woman watching it, this is why I couldn't get into The Sopranos. I don't know how women watch The Sopranos. Who do you well, relate if you, to? If who you, do you root for? You know. If the you sex think worker about, who gets and this is death? like in the movie JFK. I think I don't know. I think we've talked about this very early on, but in the movie JFK, starring Kevin Costner, he's an awful husband and he's an awful father. But he's on this pursuit of this like great truth, right? Mm-hmm. And but when when confronted with the reality of how bad he is as a father and as a husband, mm-hmm. what's the only way to really make this guy endearing is to make his wife annoying. Uh, you portray her in that way uh, because it's a way to make the lead character ew, have, bastards. have you get behind him, right? <sighs> That's so cheap it's a and trick. easy. It's a trick. It's Breaking Bad. And if you ever watch Breaking Bad again. But it's Bad all movies. Again, it's all bullshit movies. It's make-believe. It it's is make-believe. But at the same time, we can still make him. Because, okay, I just have a lot to say about this, but I won't say it all. If you ever go back and watch Breaking Bad after we know all of Skyler's whole, like you've watched the whole thing to the end. And now you're going to watch it again. Watching it a second time and knowing how the world turns on her, even though she's just trying to keep her family safe and not be lied to. Yeah, by her she was husband. forced into this. I mean, she was a. She yeah, wasn't. She had no choice here. She had to live she's this life because baby. of someone else's choices. And of course, be annoyed by your fucking lying husband. That is annoying to be lied to. Most of us don't handle more than three lies. And but Walt White is a piece of shit guy. He is a piece of shit. So he's a how can you root for a piece of an shit guy unless there's somebody to root against who's against him, right? <sighs> It's, it's so all hard. just fucking Ooh, that like Jesse tricks movie? and devices. El Camino, did you watch yeah, it? Yeah, I did. I Ooh, liked it. I loved it. And uh, I and Anna Paquin has him. even, by the way, Anna Paquin has even said, uh, she responded to all that shit on Twitter, and she's like, I it have was, to it see was it an honor. I have an to, she's like, I auditioned for that role, and it was an honor to have. Oh, I have to see it. I read a headline. Yeah, so don't buy into the headline. I mean, um, and Robert De Niro has even said, like, she's probably one of the most powerful she has some of the most powerful scenes in the whole entire movie when she doesn't even say anything but she really legitimately has seven lines yeah okay oh whatever i'll see it and also she's not the same age like her character is not the same age like she only plays um she plays the daughter the eldest daughter of de niro's character but she's not in the whole movie uh-huh. She's not in three and a half hours of the movie. Are there are there women leads it's, who it's have like lots a, of lines? It's a longer, um, well, there's, um, 
what's his name's uh, wife, uh, Joe Pesci, his character, his wife has a few lines, but it's usually just <laughs> wanting to pull over and smoke and do some things like that. But um, it's about it's a movie about Jimmy Hoffa, about the Irishman played by De Niro. It's a, it's a movie about these mobsters, um, and well, Jimmy Hoffa, president, you know, of the head of the union of the Teamsters. It's all about what happened between these people, these guys. I'm interested. I also am always kind of like, and it's also on Netflix. Oh, the so woman cooks, and like now it, she's yelling at you. You can just oh, this and it's is also Scorsese. you know, look at the culture of these specific type of like the cultural dynamics that are go on in a, a marriage back then, mm-hmm. right? What was the woman expected. I to think do it says more about Scorsese as I just don't think women are interesting. How, what? Well, no, for a, sure. For a sure. woman could for sure have a role in this story, a big role. You know what? I mean, it's great that there are women in it, I guess. But at the same time, he never gives women big roles. Like, look at Tarantino's a real fucking. He's been dropping a lot of turds these days since Django, I think. But um, at the same time, I did enjoy uh, the Hollywood, whatever. Um, probably just that. And Glorious Bastards is the last one I loved. Um, and since then he's struggled. He also doesn't tip servers though. So whatever, who cares? But, um, I mean, fuck him, fuck him. You know, that's a terrible human being right there. That's how we know. So, um, but what I'm saying is look how he does worship women and feet. He's for sure got a foot fetish, but he worships women. He gives them the best lines and roles and, and that's, women are amazing. And and they should have more of those. There's a ton of directors out there who celebrate and appreciate women yeah and Scorsese, Scorsese just he happens one. to be one of them who's been doing it for fucking 50 years and he he'll only, be dead soon he only cares about these movies or you know these stories that revolve around like piece of shit men yeah but I feel right? the same way about the Sopranos honestly. What, what's the thing about piece of shit men piece of shit men don't really give a fuck about women yeah that's like one of the number one. I also about I understand why dudes like the Sopranos. You got all these different complex dudes to relate to. But watching it as a woman, I'm like, so who do I relate to? Who well, do mob I shit root? is There's like nobody to mob root shit for. is geared towards yeah the men mentality yeah the and man beating mentality. women and f- yeah, like exactly. it's a lot it's a lot of all the women are just fucking punching bags. But Anna Paquin has some of the most those I mean people can say what they want and everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm just saying my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the seven lines she does have in that movie fucking destroy. Good. And it's like, it's unfucking. It's really a, a really powerful. Scene. I will have more comments after I see it. Yeah, we'll bring and it back. No, there's hard. There's not very much female <laughs> uh, action in this whole movie. No, there are in none of his movies. The yeah. woman's like crying and begging you not to hit her anymore. That's that's his role for women. Yeah, and which ugh, super. Well, you'll be happy to know that there's not. There's not that happening in this movie. Well, well, that's look at him growing and evolving. Well, he really evolved. Didn't he must he? be listening to our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he, um, yeah. I don't think that uh, Scorsese. Whenever I think of Scorsese, thinking of, I couldn't even tell you one strong. And I haven't seen some of his movies. There's some of his movies I haven't seen. There, if, I feel like I can't I'm think the of one s- fucking movie every I time I watch his movies. Yeah, there's not one strong female character I could I could pinpoint in any of his movies other than. Wait, Goodfellas, did he, wait, she did he gets do on casino? top of him. Yeah, he, he did, did casino. casino. Sharon Stone's character in Casino was pretty badass. I have not seen it, but I like her that a lot. fucking movie. Is really She's crazy good. in movies. I love, but it's her. the same movie. It's it's Goodfellas. It's the yeah. Irishman. That's I mean, what I, that's how I feel. That's why I never saw it. Um, 
But Sharon Stone's got a great character in that movie. Mm, I maybe I'll watch it. Somebody actually just said, so I, I don't know where we were, but they were like, that looks like what Sharon Stone wore and blah, blah. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's a, f- that's a fun movie. So this I mean, is but I like time. gangster shit too, just because I was raised I like it. gangster shit as well, but I would love to see it. Because women are brilliant. Women are usually the ones laundering the money or whatever, you know, behind the scenes, like baby on the hip and fucking money doing whatever nonsense with it. Give them a part, you know, not just like the fuck hole or sure, the, no, I agree the incubator and by or the, the way, dinner maker. If I had to give the Irishman a, uh, a score, um, it's probably at the very least out of all the Scorsese movies I've seen, with like Goodfellas, Casino, Once Upon a Time in America. Um, I never saw Wolf of Wall Street. Me neither. Um, but I would say it's my least favorite out of all of those. Interesting. Like I didn't think it was that great of a movie. I mean, it's a, I watched the whole thing. But I have a problem where if I start watching a movie, I can't. I have to finish it, huh, no matter how problem. bad, no matter how bad it is. But I got Mars and Gemini. Like, I got. I, I don't think that, I don't think this was a great ADD. movie. Mm, I don't think it was. I, I, I didn't finish it and was like. I have Holy probably shit. stopped reading and stopped watching and walked out of more plays, musicals, books, movies than I have finished because I'll be like, nope, it's shit. And you might be able to argue that. If there was at least, and I don't think it's too much to ask to have at least multiple strong female characters in every movie. Yeah, thank you. I mean, like, I don't even know if the Bech- if this movie would pass the Bechtel test. I'm trying to remember if there was ever. <laughs> I doubt he's ever com- passed I doubt, the yeah, test. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's ever had a. No, that'll uh, be the day. Test where women are talking about something other than. We man. should kick him to death, ladies. Let's get together. <laughs> yeah. I probably would it's have liked the fantasy. movie more. I'm not gonna. I would have liked the movie more if. There was a, at least one strong female character, but yeah. like right now, I w- I can tell you this: I will never watch that movie again. Goodfellas, yeah. I've seen multiple times because you know I've seen a few times. Super stupid one with Matt Damon and I think Leo. It's so stupid. It has the biggest holes in it. While we're watching it, I was like, "But wait, blah 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 blah." And everybody looked at me and they're like, well, "Way to ruin the movie." I'm like, "Well, he ruined the movie by not filling these fucking holes in." I what do you? I don't, I don't know. What I you're don't talking know. About. There, there's a cop. A woman is a cop, but then she's meek. Is it Scorsese? Oh, wait. Are you talking about uh, where everybody gets fucking shot? Uh, like Probably. Like 25 people get shot in like the last uh, like, four Yes, minutes. it's so stupid. Oh, wait. Uh, Depar- the Departed. The Departed. It sucks. I saw The Departed. I'll never watch that again. No. Um, although, if you watch The Departed in black and white, it's a much different movie because Jack Nicholson, it's got Jack Nicholson in it as well. Interesting. Um, it's a much different movie. Um, but it's still, I'm not going to watch it again. I just saw Doctor Sleep. How many minutes do we have? We got it. We're done. I'll we're, talk we're, about we're, it next time. Next we'll week. Talk about it next time. Shazam. You've already let get your toilet paper ready because Angel's gonna shit on this movie. <laughs> That's the look I you sure have am. on your face. Are you? Okay. Well, no, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say no some more, nice no things more, too. No more, no more. I'm gonna say some nice things. Too. No, but the Irishman. I mean, watch it if you if you're interested in like a fictional account of what may have happened to Jimmy Hoffa. I like that. You know that um, history's fun, but maybe yeah. I'll walk out on it. We'll see. And if you want to know too, like uh, what happened to you know, 25 different mobsters who for throughout history, you know, I'm like, good. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, it's current events. Chino's pretty fucking good in it, but, uh, and so is Joe Pesci. But like you said, there's, God, a, of course there's they're defi- in it. There's a he has like the void. same Harvey Keitel's in it. Uh, shocking. Right. <laughs> it's like, let's, can we make, it should have been called sausage party. <laughs> Italian sausage party. Get Seth Rogen to write with you next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. This should have been Sophie. animated. Italian sausage party. I'd uh, see that. Coming. S- Just to shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> the movie could have been better. 
that having said that, like Anna Paquin might be the best thing in the whole movie. She's the best thing on the uh, world. I love her. Sookie Sookie. Sookie. And uh, Sookie okay. is mine. This is where the magic happens dot com. Uh, Rising on Instagram. Meow, meow, meow. Lovelable on <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> uh, where magic happens on Instagram. Magic moment on Twitter. Uh, thank you to uh, everyone who has written a review. Uh, we appreciate you very, very much. Oh, also, my birthday is coming up. You guys could all go donate to do it in Jurassic. And the date I is... I love you. I love you. Who donated? I'm doing such a great abundance your, thing, too. Your birthday is... December 22nd. December it's the 22nd. day and officially, that the sun starts coming back. Officially, the do it with a dress is... We've hung up the dresses. Well, I'm still, I'm still going to wear it can because still, I wrote them and they said that they'll keep it open for me. Because oh. I told them I'm going to ask people to donate for my birthday. Oh, okay. I just got my dress in the mail. You did? Really? Yeah. We should do it. We should do a thing for Christmas. I just got my dress in the mail. Guys, we're going to post pictures of us in dresses. So uh, I can't wait to try it on. Ryan's probably going to steal so the whole show. F- yeah. Well, I mean, uh, these these gams. <laughs> you see these gams? Get busting them gams out. I'm going to shave my gams for this. Ooh. Um, no, I don't want to burn the city down. The city will burn down if I shave my gams. What are you talking about? My legs. But why would it burn down? Because my legs. You mean they're that good? Oh no! I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know, fake it till you make it. <laughs> and don't forget, this shit is real. <laughs> <laughs>